welcome to The Tech Table, where we discuss all things university, life, and most importantly, tech, bringing you on our career journey and sharing our experiences along the way. Join us for laughs, real talk, and moments of relatability. The Tech Table with Mary and Natalie. Grab a seat and join us around the tech table. Today we'll be discussing a spotlight into tech sales. So hi everyone. Today we have another guest with us, Jasmine, for our spotlight into tech sales role. Myself and Jasmine went to secondary school together, so I'm so happy, Jasmine, that you can join us today. So just before we kind of get into the episode and, and have a discussion, Jasmine, if you could just tell us a bit about yourself. What did you study? What do you do now? Yeah. Yes, of course. But firstly, I just want to say thanks for having me on. And I'm so excited that you guys started the the podcast. I think, you know, it's such an amazing platform. I think we need more ladies in tech. There's yeah. such a huge diversity issue in tech. So yeah, mm-hmm. any ways that we can spotlight and raise awareness and, you know, show people the different ways they can get into tech. So, so good. Um, about me, I actually hate this question because I just feel like I'm at a job interview. But um, <laughs> like Mary said, we went to school together, but I was actually born in Nigeria. Then I moved to the UK. I grew up in Ken and um, I studied law at uni. And I don't know, I think initially I thought I was going to go down that usual, that typical path. But um, I knew some people that worked in tech sales and they were just saying, you know what, this is a huge opportunity for people. They don't realize the earning potential there. And it's more so a, a personality thing and a skills thing, not so much a technical studying thing. So, um, yeah, I work currently as a sales development rep at a tech company in London, but our HQ is in New York. So, yeah. Wow, love that. It's amazing. It's just mad, like, looking back, like, from secondary school to now, like, we have so many, like, memories from <laughs> now that we're, like, adults, it's crazy. Like, me and Jasmine, we have so many, like, things from secondary school I don't know if you can remember a few things yeah I just know that every time I saw Mary we would be dying of laughter laughter. for any reason whatsoever and it's just crazy how far we've come because back in secondary school even though I studied law I thought I was going to study medicine so I did all my A-levels in like science yeah I did like biology chemistry it's just crazy where life takes you and um, you never know where you could end up but I think tech is just a space where you meet so many people that came from different backgrounds because like Mm -hmm. you hear people like they pivot from science to tech or like finance or whatever literally opportunity for anyone so no that's so true I've noticed that as well that people just come from any background I think a lot of people think oh I've got to do computer science I've got to do you know engineering but it's like you don't have to because I think it's a lot of these roles are kind of personality types based or it's even just you being willing to learn exactly yeah yeah exactly I think that's a great thing about tech like you don't you don't need a fancy degree you don't need anything fancy it's really just your willingness to learn it and learn what you need to learn for sure and I feel like sales is a pretty neglected area when people talk about tech careers so I think um more and more people are trying to get into it you always see on TikTok or like Twitter like oh you know how to pivot into tech but people tend to focus on only the technical roles and they forget Mm -hmm. like it's a huge industry so there's a variety of roles like I think people think about like programming or like UX UI that kind of stuff but it's it's so diverse yeah no you're so right because I'm one of it like I don't know much about tech sales so Mm. (laughs) this is definitely going to be an informative one for me but yeah, yeah I definitely agree it's a department that's really neglected or there's not as much information on as the other ones you just listed. Yeah, for sure. So like in any organization, you have the non-technical team. So like 
there's sales, there's marketing, there's customer success, you know, project management, so many different things in tech, even like legal and finance. It's so, so broad. So there's something for everyone. So yeah, I'm like, I'm happy to share my experience in sales. And I hope, you know, if anyone's considering it or doesn't know much about it, I hope this sheds some light on it. For those who don't know what tech sales is, could you summarize it for someone who has like no idea? So I do SaaS sales, which is called, it stands for software as a service. So mm-hmm. our customers are other businesses. So we're selling to other businesses. So for instance, um, it's different from a B2C sales role. Um, so where you're selling to a consumer, but like, so for instance, how Spotify sells to consumers, we're selling our products to businesses to meet their needs. Mm-hmm. Um, I am an SDR. So that stands for sales development rep. And that's kind of just the, um, that's the opening. We source the opportunities, we create the opportunities, and then you've got AEs, account executives, who actually close the deals. So our day-to-day life is all about prospecting, reaching out to people, you know, cold calling, emailing, social media, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and as it, it kind of sounds like it's basic, but it's actually so difficult because you have to be equipped with so much knowledge about the market, your products, your competitors, your consumers, right. what their needs are. Um, so spending a lot of time doing research and yeah, it's mainly just the most, it's probably the most like customer facing role there is like you're the first impression that anybody has of the company and you have to kind of, they call it a product evangelist. You're like evangelizing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, our, our team is like basically responsible for the growth of the business by getting new customers on and also Mm -hmm. retaining and upselling our current customers. So yeah, we want them to keep using our platform and using more of our platform. Um, so yeah, that's it at, at a glance. So do you find pressure kind of like, you just said that obviously like you guys bring kind of the customers in, do you feel pressure mm. in the role or? Yes. Um, so sales is a performance-based role. Like there's a lot of metrics attached to it. I think um, in, in a role like project management, for instance, you have your project, you've got your deadline, whatever, but sales, you have targets and you're targeted on a, a variety of different things, but um, mm. you, you're expected to meet that target on a, on a monthly basis. And you might have the best month ever. You might even exceed your target. And then the month after that, you might get nothing. Um, and you have to be kind of a competitive person. Apparently, I, this is just, I don't know, I'm throwing this out there, but I want to say like 70% of sales people have come from like a performative, uh, not performative, competitive sports background. Because wow. it's just kind of in that nature. You have to be someone that like wants to win and right. they call it they call it hunting. Like you have to just wow. be constantly on the ball and trying to like exceed your targets and be the best in your team essentially. Um, wow. So yeah, there is a lot of pressure that comes with that. And a lot of people don't really speak about it, but I think mental health is something that um, needs to be spoken about a lot more in, in sales environments because yeah. it, it's, a, it's a lot of pressure and a lot of things are out of your control. So even if you're doing the activity and you're putting the time in, there's so many factors that might not enable you to reach your targets. And I think mm-hmm. that really discourages people because you want to feel like you're doing well in your role and sometimes it can feel like you're not, even though you are, you know? Wow, well, that's so interesting because I didn't know the extent that goes into it. Mm. Um, but. Yeah, yeah, I never thought about it from that perspective. Like, speaking from a dev role, like, I would completely agree with the whole pressure as well. But from a dev role, I can kind of see how there's less less pressure in comparison. Like, if I was to make a little mistake with code, it's like, oh, don't worry about it. We can fix it. Whereas Mm -hmm. you guys, it's very much... It's very much like if you make a mistake or if you don't meet your target, like it's a huge deal, which yeah. is quite crazy to me. Like, wow. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't know it was that intense. In yeah. Like and especially on a team, like even though you're 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 in a team, there's still that kind of competitive element to it. You don't want to be the person at the bottom of the leaderboard. And right. in our office, right, we have this massive gong. So every time you like book a meeting or like 
you you know do something great you go to the front and you bang the gong and oh as, as, as cringy as it is <laughs> oh actually gosh. so cringy but like if you haven't got up and banged the gong in a while you're gonna be looking around like oh man oh, you know yeah. <laughs> and on our, we have this dashboard that we review weekly and you have you see the top performance every week and you want to be you want to be on there and mm-hmm. i think the other biggest thing is so um with sales it being a target based or performance based role we have commission and everyone wants to be earning money no one's working for free so as, lo- yeah. as although you get a base you want to earn as much as you can in commission so that also drives that kind of hunger and that competitiveness so yeah the, the pressure does does get a lot really wow yeah so what actually made you want to kind of go into a tech career not even just specifically tech sales but just entering into tech generally mm. um yeah i can't really say it's something that i did think about for a long long time so throughout uni because of my course i studied law and accounting and finance i was more so looking at law and investment banking and stuff like that but yeah. tech started coming up in my courses randomly um mm. like for instance in law i studied cybersecurity, privacy and data um or in like financial management we were doing like big data and things like that so it just kept coming up randomly and I really started taking an interest just generally speaking um so yeah and then I had a family friend who studied accounting as well but was in tech sales so he kept telling me that he could see me thriving in that and I was just dismissing it because I just I don't know I didn't really think much about it and I think it's one of those roles that you think typically male typically you know what I mean I just didn't really see many women in that so I didn't think much about it but um yeah, I started applying and I realized, you know, a lot of my skill sets really do suit the role. So mm-hmm. I just went for it. And that's, that's how I, I got into it. So would you say that um, it, you mentioned about you thinking it kind of was mainly male. Would you say that's the case after now being in tech sales or would you say it's, it's quite diverse? Oh, my goodness. It's not diverse at all. Um, I think I think the, the um, skills that come with sales in general tend to be skills that men exhibit a lot more not that women don't have them but I think in terms of that hunter mentality you see men in the world they go for what they want they're the ones that initiate things so mm-hmm. salespeople a lot of time we we like liken it to dating because we're constantly having to like basically shoot our shot at these different <laughs> companies if, if we could say it like that and men yeah. men tend to do that a lot more they put themselves out there a lot more and so in my company before our cohort of grads were recruited we were the only sell, uh, female salespeople on the team when we started there were none prior to us coming in wow. so it's not diverse even though we do have a few women in leadership which is great to see mm-hmm. on from the bottom up we don't really see that representation there so yeah i can definitely say sales in particular I, I can't speak for you, you know your industry itself, but I think tech just has a massive diversity issue anyway. Yeah. And for me, I'm the only black woman in across EMEA. I've seen I've seen oh on like all hands. I saw there's like a um, a black woman in America, but I haven't seen anyone at yeah. all in the UK. Yeah, so that huge problem, huge yeah. huge problem. Yeah, we actually need to do better in this industry. Like it's every year. Oh, there's a problem. There's a problem, but it just seems it's moving so slow as diversity in tech but yeah I think they don't know where to start even when we had Black History Month um we did this little initiative and it was just so like yeah it was not intentional it was just a bit slapdash tick the box they don't I don't don't think they really know where to start but I think it really does start with like people seeing themselves in these spaces and us speaking about it and like you know having these platforms like this so people know oh this is accessible to me and you know there's people doing it that look like me completely agree completely agree because that was definitely a big factor for me like almost quitting tech like it was very much I was I saw no one who looked like me so I'm like Mm. is it really possible but 
you just got to take that leap at some point. But yeah, it 100% helps seeing the representation. But we'll get there slowly but surely. We will. Yeah. But you mentioned a few of your expectations or what you saw. Like, how did you, how was your transition into tech sales? Like, were any expectations met? Or yeah. did you have the complete wrong expectation of what tech sales was? Right. So um, for me, it was quite straightforward. I think it would have definitely been more of a leap if I was entering into a technical role like yourselves, like a developer or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that case, then I would have done some like courses after uni or done some further study or something. But as sales isn't technical, um, it it was just more so learning on the job and applying the skills that you already have. So in our team, like we have people that came from a range of backgrounds, like biomed, law, business. Um, but the training was really, really intense. So it wasn't just sales training. Um, you have to know your product deep. So we did a lot of like AI because our, our product is um, AI and machine learning. So we did a lot of AI training, got certified in that. Um, we worked with like other technical teams within the business. So I think that also helps you in the transition. So you do work with like the solution consultants and the sales engineers and those people. So you pick up a lot during those collaborations. But um, yeah, a lot of a lot of training went into it. And a lot of the skills that you need are softer. So I think that also makes it kind of more accessible. But to be fair, outside of the skills, I think your attitude is kind of the biggest thing that drives success in a sales role. You have to be someone that's resilient you have to persevere you have to be confident so that's kind of where the challenges would be rather than the actual kind of knowledge that's needed you know that makes sense so would you say like in terms of you kind of getting into it like what was that whole application process like Mm and the interview process like was that intense because speaking from a technical background it's the interview processes are pretty crazy for like developer roles and there's so many rounds so I'm just thinking from a tech sales department is that different or what was it like for you yeah I've heard developers go through like sometimes eight rounds but I think it also depends on the company so for me I had that initial just you know screening that I like to call a vibe check you know when they call you for 10 minutes and just see what what you're like (laughs) and then the second one um it was kind of more in depth more competency-based technical questions as well around you know this particular industry but then we had an assessment day and it was about 60 people at this assessment day and they were only going to hire eight oh my and gosh. do you know what it was the most intense thing ever it was so dramatic it was from nine to five and I thought <laughs> I'm not leaving this place without that job so we had a lot of different um activities we had to do like a presentation we had to do group work and in that session you just have to sell yourself because you're going to be a salesperson so that was kind of the aim of the day you have to sell oh. yourself in all these different ways but also show that you can collaborate and do what you know that you're competent enough um but it yeah it was intense like wow. it, it was a lot it was a lot but um yeah it, I, I thought the experience was really positive and I think it really kind of gives you an insight into what you're going to be expected to do as a salesperson um but I don't know what it's like for other companies but it was pretty intense wow yeah that assessment center sounds crazy like oh eight out gosh. of 60 people is crazy and you know what's so interesting so 60 people um there were only like I want to say 10 women there and mm. out of the eight of us that were um, selected six of us were women which is great so Ooh, that, that. yeah wow. yeah yeah <laughs> that is what we love to see so you've given us a really good overview into tech sales um but what I would love to know is what your day-to-day is like um a typical day nine to five how is that like for you yeah so because um we're targeted and it's, it's essentially a numbers game everything is very very um routine and you have to have your your volumes of activity up but you have to kind of do the same thing every single day really so my calendar looks very um 
I, I've like color coded it because I do the same things every day. So in the mornings doing some research on maybe an account that I want to break into or the market that day or our competitors. And then a lot of the day would be spent like cold calling, doing emails. Um, but the thing is with the emails, we would automate them a lot of the time. So I would like write, you know, a sequence of emails and automate them and send them to like specific industries or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, also doing video prospecting, which I hate. I hate it. What's I hate that? it. What's <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, pretty much what I would say on the phone to someone I would like record myself doing that in a video and sending them to very like special prospects and maybe like c-suites only because you know just to have a bit more of a personalized touch to it um yeah but then also during the day I would be collaborating with other teams like marketing or the account managers and just getting involved across the business um so yeah I think day to day it's just a lot of prospecting and then you would have the actual meetings and the demos and things like that so um pretty much like similar things every single day but you have to because you have to like produce a certain output so the inputs have to be very high and very consistent every day so do you so with like um kind of reaching out to different companies do you Mm. ever go there like and show them the tech in person or you know obviously with covid like a lot of things are Mm. yeah i think prior to covid people would do in-person meetings and demos a lot more but no that wasn't the case i only had that one time ever um with a bank yeah and that was quite exciting it it changed things up a little bit you know Mm. had some little snacks and whatnot but um (laughs) yeah for the most part everything is virtual Oh, that's interesting. Like, yeah. I would have thought, I don't know, in my head, maybe it's just the movies that I've seen. I would have thought <laughs> you would have, like, wind and dine the clients and, like, take them out and, yeah. But you know what, that definitely does happen, but less so to prospective clients and more so to right. existing clients because you okay, want them to keep sense. spending. Yeah, that happens a lot. Um, and we do these massive events as well to have, where well, we do have, like, existing but also prospective clients. So we had one in the summer last year, and it was so, so exclusive that, like, managers couldn't go, top, top, like, people that have been at the company for ages couldn't go. But they invited me. They said that they wanted wow. me to come and, yeah, they wanted me to come and host and, like, mingle and whatnot. So it was it was such an honour to be there. But, no, they, they do spend a lot of money on, uh, on clients and prospective clients and things like that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You mentioned, like, the different... I guess levels in tech sales like what is the progression pathway you need to take in order to get to a manager level executive level and all of that yeah um so there's actually pretty great and fast progression with tech sales and I think the reason that the path is so clear is because it is performance based so you can pretty much bank on if you're doing well consistently you're going to progress quite soon um Mm. not that your your targets are the only things that kind of inform or you know mean that you're going to progress but typically people spend about nine to 18 months as i say as an sdr before going into the role above it which i would say is an account executive so where sdrs open deals account executives close deals so that would be kind of the the natural progression of things and we work really closely with aes so you learn from them and you learn what it takes to kind of be on that side of the deal Um, and the leap in earnings is so massive so that tends to be like the obvious trajectory that people go down but being an sdr is so dynamic so it exposes you to a lot um so you might not want to be an AE you might want to be pre-sales like a sales consultant they're more technical like they'll they'll do the demos they know the tech inside and out or some people maybe want to be on marketing or some people want to be account managers so they work with not new business but current business like they take care of current clients make sure that they keep spending money with us and keep renewing and upselling things like that so there's so many different possibilities for and paths for for progression but it it does tend to be pretty quick i'd say that's pretty good 
Do you want to carry on climbing up the tech sales ladder or do you have any other areas in tech that you're interested in exploring? Definitely want to stay within sales, but not so new business anymore. I want to be, you know, taking care of clients and fostering those long-term relationships with them. I think I'm more so of a a farmer, not a hunter, if I can put it in those terms. Love that. (laughs) So there's many possibilities in tech sales and some of my team have already pivoted into other roles. So some people have gone into marketing, some into like RevOps, some into like customer success. And I think the main thing is it's so important to talk to different people on different teams and like build as many relationships as you can in your company and understand what they do and how they got there so yeah yeah I think that's really important actually because I think especially when you kind of have just graduated from uni and you've gone into a role it's actually really good to communicate with other teams because you might Mm -hmm. actually find that oh wait this this area is actually better suited to me so I think that's a really good important uh, an important point to kind of mention to everyone that like make sure you kind of communicate with other teams because there might be something that's actually better fit for you yeah exactly so yeah so what would be your closing tip for anyone kind of joining the tech world I think my closing tip would be if anyone wants to join tech you shouldn't be discouraged by maybe a lack of technical knowledge or anything like that I think you should really do your research and understand that there are so many roles out there that are suited for for people with a a range of skills a range of backgrounds and there's something for everyone and I think also TikTok YouTube social media in general there's so much free information out there there's Mm. so many like so many people making amazing content on how you can enter into whatever space you want to enter into so yeah I'd say be open-minded don't discourage yourself and yeah there's something for everybody out there so yeah do the research and apply no that's really useful I've definitely seen a lot of social like especially recently a lot of kind of tech related accounts talking about different kind of tech careers so that's yeah. definitely really use, a useful tip yeah even technical ones with coding courses and stuff there's so much for everybody to like access for free even so so much opportunity out there definitely so amazing well massive thank you to you jasmine for sharing about your career in tech sales really loved having you on our, on our podcast today so yeah we'll see you next time on the tech table everyone mm-hmm.